Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Guest is Ed Smith. Believe in the Cardinals on the Believe Podcast Network. Ed's joined me a couple of times before, and, and I wanted to get his insight on this Monday night game because the way that I'm framing the game, I want to see if that resonates with the Cardinals fans because I do believe that they feel like they're underappreciated. I believe that they feel like this is their moment to kind of make people believe. Uh, no, no pun intended. So here comes Ed Smith. Believe in the Cardinals, the Believe Podcast Network. Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, great to have me. I uh, great to join you, man. Looking forward to this battle on uh, Monday for sure. You know, Ed, I, I, did I frame it right? Where I said I think that the Cardinals and the Cardinal fans believe that they are not getting the respect that they deserve. The Super Bowl odds right now have Tampa Bay as the leaders. Co-leaders are New England. Kansas City is right there. Green Bay is in front of them. The Cardinals have 10 wins. The Cardinals are the best record in the NFL. And right now, in a lot of markets, the Cardinals are fifth best in Super Bowl odds. Is there the overwhelming feeling uh, that the Cardinals are just not getting the respect that they deserve? Absolutely. And but, but on the flip side, I like that a lot of the, like the Cardinals have not been running around beating their chests like, you know, no, like nobody's respecting us. I like the quietness that's coming out of their locker room. And, you know, you let the fans and, and media kind of battle that stuff out. I'm sure within that locker room, they're all, you know, thinking that, you know, hey, we are what we are right now and we'll earn our respect as we continue to win some of these games that, you know, people just kind of, uh, you know, kind of poo-pooed and think that they're, you know, not as good as they are. And I'll tell you a quick story. I went through this back in 98 when I was with the Falcons. You know, we had that magical runs of 14-2 and going to the Super Bowl to play Denver. We got late in the season. We were like ten and two, eleven and two, and people were still looking at us like we were, you know, fakes. And we had a late season matchup against the Forty uh, uh, ers at the time. They had Jerry Rice, they had Steve Young, you know, whole bunch list. You run down the list. And when they came into our house and we beat them, that's when eyes started to open. And I think this is right along. This is like parallel to what the Cardinals are going through. I think if they can handle this game against the Rams, I think a lot of eyes will be opened up and that respect will then have to be given. Yeah, we're on the phone with Ed Smith, Believe at the Cardinals, Believe Cardinals podcast network and uh, Ed Smith, former Cardinal. You know, Ed, that's exactly how I'm looking at this. And I think that they're catching the Rams in the right spot. Obviously, you know the history where, uh, you know, they lost eight straight, but they kind of slayed that demon this year. And now all of a sudden you get the Rams where the Rams are questioning some stuff. There's not going to be a Daryl Henderson there uh, tomorrow night. You look at Matthew Stafford. He's 9-70 and 70 in his career against basically good teams. He's never beaten a team five games over 500. It's in prime time, and it's at home. I'm not sure the Cardinals could have asked for a better spot. Now, I'm not telling you it's going to be an easy win, but I don't know if the Cardinals asked for a better spot. But there's the flip side to this, Ed, and this is what I want you to address. The Rams are almost desperate in a way. The Rams feel like this should have been their division. The Rams will have no chance at the division with a loss here. The Rams have to stop all the questions about Stafford. The Rams have to go out there in prime time and kind of slay this dragon as well. So 
who do you think has the more motivation? And uh, I know that the Cardinals have things set up perfectly for them, but who has more motivation here? Is it the team that wants to prove that they're the best, or is it the team that's going, man, everything's going wrong for us, but we can fix it all with a win? Well, I think you've dressed it perfectly right there. I think the Rams have, they're the more desperate team. Uh, they will be coming in here, and you have not, when you're desperate, it's like that wounded animal syndrome, you know, the, the, I think they're going to come in, and it's every man on board, and you never know what. You're not going to know what they might pull tricks as far as out of the bag. I think this is their season right here in terms of the division. They lose this one. They're down two to us uh, on the season with four to go. Only, And obviously a three-game lead, that'll basically eliminate them from winning this division. So, you know, Cardinals on the flip side, I think they still feel like they have a lot to prove. So I know they're not in desperation mode, but they're in – uh, you know, proving mode right now. I used the line the other day, uh, on, well, yesterday on the radio show. This is an opportunity for the Cardinals to kind of uh, announce their presence, not dominance, but their presence. Like we are here and we are for real. So I'm pretty sure within their locker room, they know what's at stake as well. Like I said, but if you had to think or if you had to answer the question of who's more desperate, it is obviously the Rams. And they're coming in here knowing that this is their season for the most part. You know, you lose this when you fall into that, um, you know, the, uh, the the wild card syndrome. And, you know, who knows where your season is going from there. Whereas the Cardinals, they can take another step toward uh, the first, only first round buy that's going to be handed out this year because of the way that everything's set up. That's on the line for them as well. Let's talk about Kyler Murray, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, missing time here. I, I mean, the obvious thought is, okay, well, they're going to be rested. That's great. You know, they they're got a little bit of rest in the middle of the season. They missed a ton of time. But I think that there's also the counter to that, Ed. And the counter to that is, uh, you know, there might be a little bit of rust. I know it wasn't last week, but calm down. You know, that wasn't a real opponent, right? I mean, there there, there has to be a little bit of rust or a little bit of timing off. Is there any way that Kyler missing this time and DeAndre missing this time can hamper this team tomorrow in a big-time game against a very good team in this spot? If this was their first week back, I would say absolutely. I was so happy to see both of them back in the lineup against the Bears, regardless of the opponent. We know that was not necessarily the, 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 a big benchmark for them. But to get them back out there, and Kyler was rusty. There was a couple of exchange fumbles. Uh, you know, he didn't throw the ball much, but that was kind of by the necessity because of how, you know, the, the, with the four interceptions with the Bears, we kind of took control of that game with our defense, ran the ball decently. But I think he only threw the ball 23 times or whatever it was. But this week, after that experience, like getting back on the horse, I'm really I'm, I'm much easier in my thought that, you know, they had an opportunity, both him and D-Hop, to get out there last week. Like I said, you don't just get back on and everything is good. But like I said, I'm so happy they played last week. And they, and as you mentioned, they did miss a lot of time with the three weeks off uh, game-wise and then the bye week. They hadn't played in over a month. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they put a little extra time in. Uh, that rest might have served them both well. But his stretch run here. Uh, I'm thinking they'll both come out and they'll be firing on all cylinders uh, with uh, everything on the on the line for this game. I've been very critical of Cliff Kingsbury uh, throughout his career. I, I was critical of him in college. I was critical of him throughout his pro coaching career up until this point. And, you know, I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury all of a sudden uh, should be heaped a lot of praise, but I don't hear his name getting mentioned for anything. You know, this is a team that doesn't have a standout number one defensive player. 
they were missing Kyler Murray. They were still winning. I'm sitting here going, you know what? Kingsbury has converted me, and I believe that he can hang with any coach in the league right now. What's your feelings on Kingsbury? Is it just everything is falling into place this year, or did he change his coaching style to start becoming a winner now? Man, you were right on point. I, I was right there with you with Kingsbury. I was not a believer. I, I didn't like the fact that he was one of those dudes that came into a game, uh, game each week. He had a game plan, never adjusted anything. It was always, this is what we're doing. Uh, even if they continue to stop us, we're not going to make any changes to our, our approach. This year has been so just like eye-opening for me. I'm not sure if he went to school over the the, the, the off-season or just maybe <laughs> talked to somebody in peeps and, you know, and they kind of advised him. But what I'm seeing now is each week he's coming in with a not just, with a fresh game plan and there's new wrinkles here and there. we got wide receiver passes. we got all this different thing, motions and things going on. And I'm also seeing that he's making changes in the game. Like when, when we're being kind of stopped in one aspect of the game, he's going to another a tool in the bag. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is that he's kind of learned uh, by, you know, whatever education he got, he's making those proper changes and people can no longer just zero on in one thing to stop with the Cardinals. You know, if you stop Kyler Murray, that's it. If you stop D hop, that's it. If you notice, we've had a lot of guys, Connor contributing, uh, you know, just coming, you know, Kirk, uh, Kirk, it's one of those things that like I said, I don't know what he did, but he has definitely won me over. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it, it's it's eye-opening. We're on the phone with Ed Smith, former Cardinal and host of Believe in the Cardinals, the Believe Podcast Network. So if you had to find a negative for the Cardinals, and why I love to do this for people that are very intimate with the teams, give me the big negative. Are you worried about the offensive line deep, long-term? Are you worried about that secondary that could be exposed? Where is the one advantage that maybe a Rams team could take advantage of? Maybe Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers could take advantage of once the playoff comes. What's the area that you are concerned about with the Cardinals? That's a great question. And what we've, I mean, with our record, a lot of times people just kind of think, well, they're winning, so everything is right. No, our run defense has been gassed from time to time. And, you know, that would be the big, the biggest negative for me. I think in, you know, we had a previous experience with this as well. When the Packers came in here earlier in the season, they, you could tell in their first two series, they had a particular game plan. You know, it was like kind of drop Aaron back and we're going to take advantage of that secondary. What happened was in those first two series, they went three and out. Our defensive line and, and Vance Joseph was kind of, you know, had whipped some stuff up to get after Aaron Rousers. And I, they kind of realized, wait a minute, this isn't going to work because they, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're getting after Aaron. What they did, they went to their running game, which gassed us up the middle, and then they used their short passing game, you know, spreading their, even their running backs out wide. They used that short passing game as part of their running game, and they just, that's how they won that game. They took control of that game after those first two series, and even during the season, we've had a couple instances where even the Jaguars, earlier in the year, just ran up and down the field on us, you know. So my one bugaboo for this team would be that run defense. The the the, the saving grace is that the Rams right now do not have what you would call a great running game. You know, so if they come in here with their normal attack, I think that's our advantage. But if they come in here determined to try to, you know, peak the middle of our defense and gas us with some runs, which would then open up play action, I think that would be their best bet. And looking long-term, I mean, uh, their their competitors, look, uh, the, the Packers might 
try to run, but they like to pass. The Bucks, Lenny Fournette looks good, but they like to pass. Dallas, you know, Zeke, uh, not quite what he once was. Pollard's hurt. They like to pass. Anybody that they meet in the playoffs seemingly are pass-first teams like most of the league now. But I think that works to the Cardinals' advantage, right? Yeah, it would. But, you know, I'm also, a, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, looking at, like, teams that come in here. If, if you want to do what you think is your best option, and if it doesn't work, you better have plan B. And I think plan B for most of those teams would be, you know, you bring up Tampa Bay. They're, they're, they're good at running the ball. Uh, I think the passing kind of overshadows everything. But if you want to get after Cardinals and win, I think the best, uh, like I said, plan B would be that running game. Thank you, Ed, so much. Thank you for all your time today. Believe in the Cardinals on the Believe Podcast Network. That is Ed Smith. Very generous for this time. Have a good day, Ed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.